0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mighty Mandos. I am one of your hosts, Ben, and I am joined today by Gabe. Hello! A little bit late there, Gabe. I'm sorry. (laughs) And though we also have Jocelyn in the room, I'm not sure she's actually going to be talking today. She is too busy doing homework.
1: Hell yeah, I'm going to bug her.
0: Yeah, we're going to bug her a lot.
1: We need the input. Yeah. But today is episode three,
0: chapter three, The Sin. Ooh. Uh... (laughs) Um, gonna do a little talk, uh, since we're all pretty familiar with the show by this point. I yeah. think we can just jump right into our... Episode recap. Episode recap. Oh, jeez.
1: Episode recap. Episode recap. That's episode me. recap. Bow, all bow. right.
0: The Mandalorian. Chapter three. The Mandalorian delivers the child to the client. Finally. Mm. Oh my god, it seems like it'd been forever. But nobody does before that. The baby Yoda takes the little ball off his, uh, hyperdrive thing. And the Mando is not very happy about it. He's like, hey, not a toy.
1: Leave it to children to mess stuff up. Yeah, just ruin everything. Yeah. Always. Yeah.
0: Uh, So he delivers the child to the client and he asks the question that they're not supposed to ask is what you're going to do with it.
1: Yeah. And I think it's at this point too where we're getting like a sense that like Werner Herzog's character is kind of a bad guy. Like, just Wait, in his tone. Wait, like,
0: the beginning that... I, I'm pretty sure he's always been a bad
1: guy. I don't know. I was holding out that he was maybe going to be a good yeah. guy. But I just, like... He, he's really turned it to another level of evil.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's not, not a good guy. No. Um, no. We also learned that he gave out tracking... Like, trackers to a lot of people. Mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. just the man like he yeah. said he was going to.
1: Yeah, and that's also, like, something I... Yeah. Like, later, when we continue with the episode recap, those trackers come back. Yeah. In a big way.
0: Uh, so he does not tell him about it, and he's Mm-mm. straight up is like, that's against the code. You don't ask about a thing. You're supposed to forget it as soon as you deliver mm-hmm. the, the bounty. Yeah, so.
1: adding to more of the mythology of the Mandalorian too, right? Of saying like, oh, that's against the code, but also that other line too about the, um, it's hard to find, easy to find Beskar, that mm-hmm. material that's used to make the armor. Harder to find a true Mandalorian.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard to find the Beskar, but even harder to find the Mandalorian. Right? Well, yeah, which I think is
1: really character. interesting, because yeah. there's a lot of, like, pushing on the rep of this character, too, because I think he even said your reputation precedes you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So the client uh, gives him the Beskar, and it is a lot of Beskar. Mm. He got that one... No, he had, like... I think it was about ten plates of it.
1: I don't know. I didn't count. I just I knew it was, was a lot.
0: lot. It was a lot. Um, which he brings back to his clan... And they're like, you can get a full set of armor. He looks good after. So shiny. Yeah, so shiny. Like I said, like you said last time, it's that's gonna be the look. Yeah, black. Yeah, (laughs) best car is the new black. Black Oh my god. (laughs) Um, So he brings it back, and uh, his fellow Mandalorians aren't super happy with him because Mm -hmm. uh, it was all crafted in Imperial forges Mm -hmm. after being taken after the purge. Yeah. Uh,
1: and they get into a little bit of a scuff, scuffle, mm. little little stabbing each other. And then it was at this point I thought there was something wrong with my internet connection with the knives because I thought there was some serious lag happening. But mm. no, those are vibrating they're knives. Vi- they're vibro knives. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I don't know what those are, yeah. but that was kind of cool. So... I thought they were moving very fast. Yeah. So they're just like,
0: I think they're just enhanced with like laser type stuff. I don't know, I'm not completely sure. Um... But yeah, they were intense. Yeah. They're like moving, and like when he slashed yeah. the, the guy's armor, like, oh, that was cool. Yeah. Um, but then we get another iconic line as they talk about um, the most important thing is having the clan. But it is. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> so just like I have spoken, they are great at making these one liners that are going to get memed
1: to hell. Yeah. Yeah. This is the way, man. This is the way. Yeah, so the knife fight happens, and then armor's made, and then we get that, another kind of like a memory recap of, like, mm-hmm. the, the purge? That would be the purge, yeah. So oh. it
0: goes back to his childhood when he gets hidden inside that box, mm-hmm. like he did in the previous episode. Um, but this time, I think it's at this point that we see the battle droid opening up the mm-hmm. container and pointing down, which mm-hmm. makes me very confused about the timeline of what the purge is and when it was... Mm-hmm. It makes me, like, I'm very confused about that now, because it must have been during the Clone Wars, because all those things were decommissioned after, uh, during the Clone Wars. So I'm not really sure exactly where the timeline's going to be, but I'm very interested to see where they go mm-hmm. with it. Um, Alright, so, flashback done. He goes back to um, Grief uh, Karga.
1: Grief Karga, yeah. yeah, and his cantina, I guess. In the
0: cantina, and... He Grief is uh, arguing with a bounty hunter, and he's like, no, 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 you're useless. Hmm. You sand breather, I think he called him, which yeah. is pretty good I'm insult. Gonna say, I'm going I'm say to say that's, say that's a racist thing. It oh, must be a racist oh, thing. I don't I know. know. I was like, they are really good at, like came up with these awesome insults, but if it's a racist thing, I don't want to say that. I
1: mean, I, I'm not saying, like, it's racist. It's, it's racist for them in their universe, yeah, I imagine. I, I don't know. I guess it it's depends how you interpret it. Yes, yeah. true dat, yo. It's, I
0: guess it's like calling the squid guy squid guy in the first one.
1: Does he call him Squid Guy? No,
0: but apparently that's like a big thing in the universe. Like, because he's a man- Mon Kalmari but he's like a different kind. He's a squid instead of a, a goldfish I mean, who thing. knows, man? Uh, so... And he's
1: cause... sporting the new armor.
0: Yes, sporting the new armor, and it looks good. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. going to be sure. a
1: Halloween costume next oh, year for definitely. sure. I know for me, I will be Baby Yoda.
0: Oh, yes. We're all going to be Baby Yoda. Are we all going
1: as Baby Yoda? Yeah, through Baby Yoda. And then Jocelyn can be the Mandalorian?
0: Oh, that'd be even better.
1: Oh my god, that's actually really funny. I would like to see our our friend Carmen in a Baby Yoda costume. Yes,
0: that'd be great. Um, sorry,
1: continuing episode recap.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes, sorry, we're getting a little off base. It's a, it's a different time in the afternoon Yeah. we usually record. So he comes in, and he gets like a really warm greeting from grief, and everyone else is pissed. Yeah. They all failed. But you know, how many of them actually went to that planet? Because they all got, got back pretty fast. Yeah. And they're like, oh, commiserate. It's like, how many actually left the planet in the first place? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Because um, we
1: only see two interactions with other yeah. bounty hunters, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a really interesting thing.
0: Yeah. But so Grief he, is only...
1: I wonder if he's only happy because he got... He got he got paid, a, He got paid out. Oh, he
0: got paid. Oh, uh, probably. I mean, I don't think he really cares that much, but... Because mm. he's just like the in-between, right? So he gets paid whenever the bounty is coming. Mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, so Again, in this interaction, he wants a new bounty, gets a no woman's son who got rid of bail, and he's like, I want to be far away. The farther, the better.
1: And Grief is, like, really insistent, too. He's like, you should take a vacation. Mm -hmm. You should go away, which I, I think there's more to that, maybe. And I feel like if there's one thing this show has done for me, it's made me not trust anyone.
0: Yes. Like, I don't
1: trust a single character except for Baby Yoda.
0: Then again, I think he's like, go, like, take a little break, go away. Like, he wants him to be like... Take it, like, you just got paid so much, you're now rich. Like, you are a rich man.
1: But, like, it turned into armor. So but it's... he doesn't know that. Yeah, that way, right? I guess like, so.
0: He doesn't know about the Mandalorians underground. Like, the whole thing is mm. they're all secret. They yeah. only come out one at a time, which makes no sense to me. No. Because, like, they all look different and they're all wearing different kind of armor. I don't so, know, like, man. do people, like, mistake them as one person? Even Maybe. Maybe. Like, all different heights, different genders. There's a lot of
1: like, questions. A lot, a lot of, of questions. questions.
0: Um, but, so yeah. they keep going. He gets the chip, and he turns at the last second. He's like, "So what are they gonna do with the child? Or what did they want with the child?" And he's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, that's against the code. You no know one else is against the code. Hunting a bounty hunter, they can't hunt each other, and they can't take each other's bounty. So mm-hmm. like the three uh, Torshans mm-hmm. from the last one, they were breaking the code by going after him to take the bounty mm-hmm. and trying to kill the Mandalorian. So, I
1: like, guess though, you could say that the Mandalorian broke the code first by killing the IG unit.
0: Yes." Yeah, he did. Oh, definitely. Oh, um, but I mean, Boba Fett broke the code all the time too. He played pretty willy nilly with it. So, mm. um, he's like, "Don't ask about it. Like, this mm-hmm. is done. Just go do your thing. Yeah, go live your life. Take a little spice. Get a hard drive by the time you get yeah. to your place. Yeah, you're gonna be fine. Like, you yeah. won't remember this at all. Um, we then go into. Uh, he's leaving. He's getting to his ship. And he's, like, turning on all those sweet buttons. Man, they show those buttons a lot.
1: I like but buttons.
0: They, uh, they're they doing the buttons, and he reaches over for the hyperdrive, and the ball has not been put back on. Great edit. And he, like, kind of turns it back on and looks at it for a second, and he turns off the ship. He's like, nope, fuck this. I am going back.
1: Yeah. Because um, he sees that
0: little knobby. Yeah, and he's, like, it reminded the child. And he's like, damn it.
1: Great editing. This
0: kid saved my life. I think that's probably what's going through his mind, too. He's yeah, like, oh, yeah. This kid saved my life, and I just, like, straight up gave it away. Like, mm-hmm. not cool. Um, there are two points that I do want to go back to, actually, that we missed. Mm-hmm. One was that uh, when he was down with the Mandalorians, they talked about uh, the Mudhorn. Mm-hmm. So how... Like, the so that was the rhino was, creature. Yeah, so how he destroyed the armor, and then he killed it, and they're like, you can take the mud horn as your signet
1: right that was the thing in episode two yeah
0: so i think that harkens back to like the original symbol of the mandalorians that skull thing uh which are the mythosaurs Ooh. um so i think because they were hunted by the mandalorians it became like their sing like their signet for all of them oh well i think personal signet comes from getting a great kill
1: on a great adversary okay so a signet is the symbol that's on your armor from a thing that you've killed i think so uh, I think that
0: gets revealed as like that's your first okay. big kill and that's
1: what you're going to be known okay.
0: for that's again okay. just a guess yeah. but I think it makes sense
1: but the Mandalorian says no, no I don't
0: want that because he was aided by an enemy and they respond with the
1: why would an enemy help you and he said I don't think it knew as it was my enemy but here's the thing that's where it gets interesting for me because that's such a big leap from calling it and maybe uh, maybe we should finish the episode recap mm-hmm. because I want to talk about this because he calls it the enemy he calls the child the enemy Mm -hmm. But then he rescues the child. Yeah. So So, so we're getting ahead of ourselves here. All right. So uh, the second thing
0: I wanted to mention was when they were talking with grief, uh, they talked a little bit about reporting the empire to the uh, New Republic. Right. So that was like an interesting part because they were like, well, that's a joke. And it makes me think that there's a couple options for that would be like, it's because they're in the Outer Rim. The New Republic doesn't care about them. uh, That the New Republic is just a joke in general. To like these planets and these people, or it's that they're not going to take them seriously because it's just a little bit of a remnant of the empire. Mm-hmm. So
1: that's... well, he even says too after that line, like all that's left are just warlords and mercenaries, mm-hmm. like back in the first episode. So
0: it's it's interesting and it's interesting um, that kind of dynamic. Mm-hmm. All right, back to the recap. Uh, so from here, he he's in the ship, looks at the ball, and it's just like damn. I need to go. So he turns the ship off and goes right to the Empire place again. The little robot comes out and says his uh, Jushinki or whatever it's called. Whatever he says. Oh, I love that. And he rips its head off. Just straight rips his head off. Yep. Um, He then begins to infiltrate the Empire's little alcove here. Killing everybody. Just straight murdering all these stormtroopers. Yeah, really, yeah, like I mean,
1: it's a real display of the of the weapons that he's got too. Oh yeah, like his um, The flamethrower, the grappling hook, the knife. Yeah, they really like just like they're like oh my god, we want to show everything, and they uh, blaster his,
0: in his van braces. Yeah. Um, but again, like I said before, like everything in those braces like was created to fight Jedi. Yeah. So of course they're gonna like straight destroy. Um, stormtroopers, stormtroopers no right? And like he it gets violent. Mm-hmm. Like he gropes a guy, mm-hmm. brings him in and stabs him in like the neck. Yeah. And then he flamethrows a guy to death. He that is a child. Well that's after though we get to the good stuff, yeah. which is that he then rescues
1: the yeah. baby. And then that's when we get a gender. Mm-hmm. We get an assigned pronoun to yes. the child. Uh, is it he? Um, I don't think that matters that much, but I just found he? that interesting. Um and
0: the again, I expect he's a However, the cloning facility on Camino, but uh, someone to call him the Camino guy. So the Camino guy is like, I tried to save the child. If not for me, he'd already be dead. Mm-hmm. That, that was, was interesting. Like, Bargain for his own life. And he's like, please don't kill it. It's just a child. So yeah. you can see that he actually cares about this child. Um, yeah. So he destroys the, uh, the old torture robots that were in like the, um, a new hope mm-hmm. and goes, takes the baby mm-hmm. pieces out, kills some more stormtroopers into and the uses room. and uses like, the cool tech. Yeah. So he gets into a room and he's surrounded by I think four or five stormtroopers and he's like, "Oh shit. I'm I'm done for." So he's mm-hmm. like, "Don't don't shoot. This thing is very valuable." He puts it down and shoots it off what are called whistling birds, and those things are badass. Mm-hmm. They're like these little mini rockets that explode around the enemies. Pew pew pew. Yeah. And they are really valuable and very strong mm-hmm. and just yeah, they're they're pretty badass. Yeah, I was very impressed with that like kind of thing. I was like, oh my god! But they're also
1: like super rare. Yes. So I don't know if we're gonna see a lot of those or maybe no, because they were made from the Beskar that was like yeah. left over,
0: right? So yeah. like that's pretty pretty intense technology. I but mean, kind of had to use it. Yeah. It was, oh yeah. There
1: was really no way out of that situation. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, and then from there. From there, uh, as soon as he leaves the facility, he goes back to the bar, and all of the tracking, uh, all the trackers are um, they all relight up. And you can see in Greece's face, like he's like, "Oh shit, I know what happened. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know that the Mandalorian happened. Like he went back for the child. Um, he uh, re returned to the child mm-hmm. after taking the bounty, taking the bounty, getting the money, and then went back for the, mm-hmm. the thing. So." All of them light up, and the classic Western shootout. Standoff.
1: Yeah, it's a standoff. Yeah,
0: so him against an entire group of like what we would call bandits, and he has this huge fight scene. Oh my god, I have watched this thing multiple times, and it always is just the best. Yeah. Um, again, he uses, tries to use all his tools, but he's overrun. Yeah. He's overrun because there's so many of these bounty hunters just out tries to
1: escape now. to using the droid, the yep. R2 unit, then the R2 unit eats it. By just Carl Weathers, is by
0: Grief. Yeah, just eats it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then as all hope seems to like go out, again, just like in a Western, his old crew. The cavalry comes, comes in. Yeah, the crew comes in and starts murking all of these bounty hunters. Yeah. Um. And they're badass. Like the guy with like the rail gun. The heavy infantry. so yeah. good. And they all have jetpacks. They all have jetpacks. They're just all let's just let's ready to go in there. Yeah. And they're like, just go. Like, and he's like, well, we need to leave this planet now because we've kind of shown ourselves. And they're like, this is the way. <laughs>
1: this is the way! The new so, line.
0: I think it's, again, going back to like that honor and code stuff, like if one of your people's in trouble, you go in. No yeah, matter what. It's... No matter what the cost is, you go in.
1: Mm.
0: Like if it's a home that you need to leave, if it's people dying for this one person, mm-hmm. he was pinned down, they have to come in and help. Mm. Um, so they come in and they tell him to leave, so he pieces out with the child to his ship. Where Grief is waiting. Um and in a quick draw situation, the Mandalorian shoots grief right in the chest mm-hmm. and takes off. And that's the end of the episode. Well, I guess really cute at the end, he actually takes the little ball off his hyperdrive and gives it to the the child
1: mm-hmm. and then it all ends. And we find out that Grief wasn't killed either. Yes, we did. That the best car saves his life. Um and yeah, and that's the episode, yeah. and it's it's good. Like
0: I, this is my favorite episode so far. I just, I don't know how they keep getting better. Mm. Like, again, I thought the second one was a little bit slow, but still a good story. But yeah. this is like, it had action, it had emotion, it had story, it had like implications for the future in so many different ways mm. uh, that it's really going to show what the future of this
1: is. Yeah, I, think, I think you kind of get a flavor for each director's stylistic I mean, it's, it all has the same production value, each of the episodes. Like, they're all the same show, and there's continuity with that. But I think each one does have its own little piece of, of flair by the, done by the director, and so this one's Deborah Cho. And, yeah, there's a lot more progression of the narrative, but progression of action and plot, I think, is really what's happening here, is that we're seeing, like, all of these fast, 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 fast things happening in a short amount of time. Because I think the episode was about 30, 30 minutes? 30 minutes. And, and sure. so, again, a little bit longer than episode two, mm-hmm. but kind of that same same vibe. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, more than one fob, that was the interesting thing for me. That mm-hmm. was the thing I was like, oh, okay, so there was more than one. But we kind of brought it up. You kind of already talked about the fact that, like, did they all go to the planet? Did they not all go to the planet?
0: Yeah. It's interesting, too, because, like, he asked uh, the, imp- like the Empire... Uh, can't remember what his name is. The guy from the Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, how many gave out. Mm-hmm. And he didn't actually give him an answer. No. But Grief gave him an answer. He's all like, All of them. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. Even he had one.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so everyone had this tracker.
1: Yeah, that's interesting.
0: And it was like, Wow, like, That's huge. Yeah. And they had to prepay Every single one of those people, too. Yeah. So they all made something.
1: Yeah, everybody got, got a, got little, little, a little, te- little taste. But,
0: It makes me wonder, like, why they hired so many people I guess like, well, it was important it's I guess they important. Kept going in and they wanted dying. to dub,
1: they wanted to hedge their bets I guess Yeah, I guess but it's still them. like a little intense like yeah 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 I was gonna say so but going back like recapping you liked the episode you thought this episode was great yes yeah I really enjoyed this episode I
0: think that it's I mean it's so early to say it but it's really like a turning point for everything like he saved a child he broke the code he's out of the gill for sure hmm um, he's now probably going to be hunted. Like, he went from hunter to hunted very fast.
1: It's interesting to see what the rest of his crew is going to think of him. His, 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 his I, I want to say his, his band. Clan. Or clan. Yeah, yeah, clan. Um,
0: see, I think that's an interesting point because I think they're going to think more of him because they hate the Empire so much that they're like, yeah, you just stuck it to these oh, people. I see. Yeah. Right? And like, he... I mean, maybe not a foundling, but they can make this little guy into a foundling, because that's what the foundlings are, right? They're, like, orphaned and stuff. One with we the Force, be... too.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's going to be a contentious, I think. Too. Yeah, well, it will so, be interesting. Yeah. Jocelyn, did you like the episode? What did you think? Um, it was good. I didn't get to see too much of it. But... but from what you saw? From what I saw? Um, yeah, no, it was really cute.
0: Um, maybe. Especially, he became the hero. So...
1: Yeah, it to- Yeah, that's a good point, too. There's a shift now. So, like, becoming going from anti-hero to now hero. Like, doing the right thing.
0: I'm not... Was it fully the right thing? I don't know. Well, they, well they didn't know what they were doing with the baby. Yeah. Because, I mean, he said that he saved the baby. Like, I mean, he did hear, like, through the weird infrared hearing device that he has. Yeah. That the Empire was Couldn't promise
1: that the thing was going to live.
0: Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I'm like, well... Like, is he still the good guy? Because, like, the Empire is bad, yes. And they're doing bad stuff. But the guy was saving
1: the kid. Like, the kid wasn't going to die. Maybe, though. I mean, maybe there's more to the story to continue on, but it could be a thing of redemption. Like, maybe the way for salvation is through the child. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just the first step towards that. And the other um, reason, like, the other thing would be, like... Why did he do it? Did he do it for the right reason or did he do Mm -hmm. it because he
0: owed the kid?
1: But it's an interesting, yeah, and it's an interesting evolution, I think, too, with the Mandalorian. And I think Jocelyn brings up a good point, too, about, like, we start to see him become more of a hero prototype or trope of a character because there's that moment where they're bringing in the child to Werner, Warner Herzog's character and they, um, the stormtrooper grabs the carriage or the, the device or whatever the thing that the baby's traveling in and the Mandalorian says, careful with that. And I think that's something that's really interesting because, like, it's isn't it just a package, but that's happening. But then after that, calls the child the enemy, mm-hmm. and I just think that's such an interesting evolution to go from saying careful with that to this is the enemy to then rescuing the child. I think are just like it's a very interesting evolution of seeing mm-hmm. that happen. So I was really I was kind of fascinated with that. But then I guess maybe careful with that because it's a package.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Or like I mean, the last thing, the last thing, yeah took from the ground or whatever, he ended up eating.
1: Yeah. Too, right? Oh, that's so I mean, a good point. Careful
0: like, yeah, well, with that. Like, that's, my, that's the knob for my, my thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. But also, too, there. careful with that, with um, with when the stormtrooper's dragging it out as well. I mean, there's a lot of things that are happening there, that I think. Yeah, it's an interesting little character moments. Um But I think the other thing to talk about, too, is the code. Like, this whole... I think the whole... Epi- like, the fact that it's called The Sin, the episode's called The Sin, something is irregular or something immoral is happening or um there's something that's evil and i don't maybe that's not actually why the episode's titled that because to me i think it's about this whole thing about appearances being deceiving because what things appear to be are not what that is so like calling the mandalorian someone who's truly following the code he doesn't follow the code anymore and then finding out that um grief gave out fobs to everybody even though what we thought in the beginning was it was a one-to-one contract, Mm -hmm. right? And I think there's these things that are so deceiving in this, but maybe that's the sin is that, like, everyone's kind of breaking away from what the the norm is, so to speak. So I don't know. And, like, how not everything's the rule of law. So I thought that's really interesting. Like, and also the right thing. Like, what is the right thing to do? Mm -hmm. Do you break your code as a guild member and take the package back? Or do you leave it and then forget about it and just assume that everything's going to be okay? Like, what would you do in that situation?
0: I mean, if I was him, like, you're a bounty hunter. Like, this is what your job is. You haven't cared about any other one, right? Like, why this package in particular? Again, unless it's because he saved my life, I need to save his life, kind of. Like, that. just less about doing the right thing, more about just, like, a reciprocity. But it's mm-hmm. very clear that he's developed feelings for the baby. Yeah. So but but I think yeah, why And
1: also, it's it. such a human moment, too. I think we've all been in that situation where you're not sure whether to follow the rules or whether to kind of go off on your own path with it within those things. Like, I think everybody has their own code. And I think that's kind of what makes this episode so fascinating to me is, like, you want to do the right thing. Like, what's the intention? Is your intention to do the right thing? Is it to do something good? And I... Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a it's an interesting thing, but you kind of brought it up too. But maybe there's like an i uh ben, there's an identity between um, the, the child and the Mandalorian because they're both orphans. Mm-hmm. So maybe that could be it. I mean, we're assuming we're the assuming. child is is the or, is yeah. an orphan too. Um.
0: Yeah, so it's an interesting kind of dynamic they've set up. Yeah. But the real question now is like, what is he going to do with this child? Mm-hmm. Is he just going to keep him protected? Well, that. Gets rid of the point of him like reaching out and trying to get new mandalorians and stuff too right maybe yeah so is his band gonna or his clan gonna be happy that he took on this thing that's now gonna get them all hunted
1: forever which i think then goes back to the original um my original kind of thought about this episode too is what was the sin that was committed in this episode is it breaking the code is it now the he's an outlaw is it the the whole contract to begin with like there are a lot of things that i make me think about like what could that sin have been? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't
0: know. Um, I'm interested to see what they do more with the New Republic, too. Because mm-hmm. they talked about it again, like we said, like it, that it was a joke to like go and report these Imperial revenants. But, I mean, what is the relationship with the New Republic and the Outer Rim? And, yeah,
1: like, yeah, that's interesting, too, because like, from Episode 1, I got this sense of, like, this is just a bad time right now. Like, it's just a bad world environment situation for everybody involved like it's post jedi post everything's kind of all fucked up it's just Mm -hmm. like everything's kind of messed up and so there's like a lot of cynicism and apathy i think that's happening especially in this episode because like he even calls the new republic a joke right Mm -hmm. you kind of brought that up yeah and i think that like is a level of apathy that's pretty you can taste it from that line that's Mm -hmm. just like oh he doesn't care like it's just like whatever and that kind of makes me think about the evolution of the Mandalorian's character and maybe the child is like the sign of hope that something could change with that cynicism and apathy. But then I don't know if that's a theme or maybe that you can have more than one theme happening in a show, but I just feel like the hope was in Rogue One, that whole thing, right? Like literally that's the last line of that movie is mm-hmm. what do you, what is what is it? And it's hope. So and Because then it goes into a new hope. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if that's the whole point of what the Mandalorian is trying to do here with this whole, um, the New Republic's so a joke, it's not happening, and then you've got the arrival of the child and, and the sin, so maybe there's, I don't know, I think there's something there, but I'm not really sure what it is, it's kind of gotten past my head at that point. Mm-hmm. Um... But I think this is a good time to talk about the mystery that I've been... We kind of, like... We should have talked about an epi- when on our first episode, but I, I didn't really think about it until I started watching Rogue One and Solo, which is, at the beginning of episode one in this show, there's no blue text that says, in a galaxy far, far away. And I think that's really interesting that this show kind of broke off from that. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because it's a show. It's a television show and not a film. And it
0: could be that it's just... You know, maybe they reserve that for, like, the main series, like, the only for the episodes that are marked episode 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7,
1: 8, 9. And Rogue One and Solo are somewhere in there, too, then, I guess. Mm-hmm. They're part of that yeah. canon, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But They're I just all, thought that was... all canon. I, I just thought it was really interesting that that, 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 that that blue text isn't there. I'd be down if it was, mm-hmm. but I am like, I totally forgot that it wasn't there.
0: Yeah, I guess it should have been in the first episode. Eh?
1: Yeah. And then never...
0: It could just never be there again but which is cool
1: yeah and I think that's again that's another creative choice I think Jon Favreau and company have done to make this show its own but part of the universe mm-hmm. which I really like but I thought that was an interesting thing and I'm just like what um, the other thing too which I think is like really big foreshadowing is when they're having the knife fight with each other then there's that line of have you ever revealed your face to someone and the, he says no and at that point, I'm like, okay, so we're going to get a face reveal at some point, oh, yeah. which I think is huge. Because, again, it goes back to this thing about the code, the sin, and people have their own kind of, I guess, set of rules that they want to follow. And, like, they'll follow it according to their own with whatever intention that they have, which mm-hmm. I think is really interesting. So, I don't know. Do you think we're going to get a face reveal? I think so. Yeah. Yeah? Oh, Yeah. Here's the here's the question, who's the face reveal gonna be too, though? Who's the Mandalorian gonna take the mask off for? The baby. Yeah. No. I don't think it's I think be. I think it'll be for the baby too. I don't know in what sense, but I think it'll be for I the I think baby. it'll be like a turning moment, honestly. It's probably mm. one of those moments where it's like he takes up with his helmet and there's like some sort of like
0: symbolism behind it, and they're like, Oh my god, this is great, and like you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um I think I would be more inclined to say that it'll be for another Mandalorian. Maybe. Because in all the marketing materials, I know it's kind of spoilerish, but like in the marketing materials, there's a woman who joins their plan- or their little posse or whatever. Because um, he's going to have to find other people now. Yeah. He's, he's on the run. He's yeah. going to have to find people. I think he's going to go back to that other planet okay. with Quill okay. and repair the IG unit. And he's going to be oh, on part
1: of Oh, yeah. And then will have a little little, yeah. little show.
0: little... I mean, he's got to get over his stealing things with the droids, but cool. I think that's going to be part of him. But there's also... A woman that I think also has a Mandalorian helmet, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh. Who, but she has her helmet off.
1: Oh. So I'm wondering, like,
0: if that's a thing. Because it's not all Mandalorians who always have
1: to keep their helmets on. The merchandise it's, alone, though, for this would be crazy, though, to take mm-hmm. off the mask for the child and put the mask on the child. Yeah. Man, can you imagine how many toys they're going to have mm-hmm. with the Mandalorian so mask with the Baby Yoda on it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
0: But it makes it's interesting, because not all Mandalorians always keep their helmets on. Mm-hmm. It seems to just be this one clan, because... In the uh, Star Wars Rebels and the Clone Wars, the Mandalorians take their helmets off all the time. Yeah. So it's I think it's just this one clan that's like very devote to, I guess, probably like what the original
1: right. religion stuff would have been. And uh, they have to keep anonymity
0: and all that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Which is another thing that this episode does really well is it kind of pushes more of that lore. Like, we're getting a sense of the Purge. You kind of talked about it earlier, though, about like when is it, what is it, how does it line up with the timeline. And we're not really sure. But I think one thing that this episode does really well and that i think deborah cho i think for me at least what and again i'm not i don't know what her intention is because i don't think that's a i think to assume what she wanted to do is a faux pas of reviewing and doing close readings of episodes Mm -hmm. but for me what i got a sense out of this that little flashback scene was hidden trauma so clearly the mandalorian has like some hidden trauma with droids Mm -hmm. and i think that's why in episode one he says, no droids. Like, I don't want to work with droids. Yeah. Um, which is interesting, because he's kind of, like, forced into a situation to use the droid when their standoff happens. Mm-hmm. And it kind of works out until the droid dies. Yeah, until the droid gets murked. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah, because it's interesting, because I don't remember reading any lore that the battle droids ever came to Mandalore. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, there could be some out there that I just missed somewhere yeah. along the way, but um, it looks like it would have been part of the Clone Wars that they would have come to I guess maybe get a foothold in that area mm. or whatever, but it's very confusing to me like where it stands and how they came in, but it looks like they came in and just destroyed people. Yeah. And I'm guessing what the purge probably was after was with the weakened state, mm. the Imperials came in and took over. Okay. Again, I I don't I know they kind of explain it at certain points in like the Clone Wars and stuff and Rebels talks a little bit about it too, but yeah. nothing super intense that would actually, like, kind of go into this. That's, like, the real low-key or the very nerd lore. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for me, as someone who's interested in the storytelling aspect of it and just, like, with, again, because of my educational background, that's me being sounding smart, um, of, like, unpacking things, I am curious to see where they go with that theme of hidden trauma because I think there is something there that you can really play with more and so I I hope to see that but if it doesn't happen whatever but I would like to see more of that and then like my last little point about this episode is we get again foreshadowing of the Mm jetpack like we see all these jetpacks and then we have that great line by the Mandalorian saying I gotta get one so good yeah I gotta get me one of those yeah it's a good line so clearly he's gonna get a jetpack Oh, That's yeah. kind of, I think, where we're headed with that. Oh, right? I, I hope so. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. I actually kind of hope he doesn't get one, because that'd be even more funny. Yeah. He's, like, always just, like, yearning after a jetpack and he never gets one. And maybe, like, someone else does. That'd be a good gag. Or he's given a jetpack, but he has to give it to somebody else to, like, protect them.
1: Mm. And he's just like, mm, damn it. <laughs> That's a good bit. I want it. <laughs> yeah, that could be really good. Yeah. Um. So, Final thoughts? Final thoughts? going to be an
0: interesting journey as we keep going forward i think the show has really grabbed my like attention and like my thoughts because i keep thinking about like oh well, what's going to happen next mm-hmm. and i think disney like we talked about this a little before like them releasing it on a kind of a weird schedule is doing a really good job keeping people hooked yeah like i was a little afraid that i was going to get bored or lethargic towards it even though i love star wars because of the way they're releasing but now i'm like no they just they took this thing and they made it awesome.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you on that. I think the releasing of it weekly is fine, and I also think the pacing of each episode has gotten pretty good, right? Because we've had the slow kind of breather, and now it's like a little bit more faster. And again, I, I enjoyed episode two, but I also know that not it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good to see that things are kind of like picking back up in more of a pace. So we'll see what episode four brings, because I think it'll be really good. Yeah, Which brings us to our predictions. Yeah. Um
0: One thing that I've kind of thought about recently, especially after watching this a couple times, was with the scientist who looks like he's from Kamino based on his little Mm -hmm. crest insignia thing, I'm wondering if this is actually... Baby Yoda's actually a clone of Yoda. Oh. Like, if... Because he's so important to get back, Mm -hmm. and they want it alive to keep testing on it, because maybe they only had a little sample of Yoda from... Back in the Clone Wars, when Yoda had gone to Kamino,
1: hmm.
0: right? So they might have just had a little sample and created one clone, but they needed this clone because they needed the material to clone more, right? So I w- it'd be very interesting to see if that was actually.
1: Like, that what theory is solid. Yeah, that's good. Uh,
0: even if like you talked about like how they age and accelerate rate, right?
1: hmm.
0: 50 years compared to like the Clone Wars to this point hasn't been 50 years, I don't think. It could have been. I should really look into that but like the actual timeline but even if like it has been 50 years like that's all that could be a clone very easily of yoda Mm -hmm. and it would i don't know if it would really change the dynamic of what yoda baby yoda is but it'd be interesting to be like well he's getting hunted because they want to create more force sensitive right yodas right to make some kind of army or something right Mm, that's
1: really cool that's really cool. I mean, if it is, there's. I have more stupid questions to ask you as a non fan. Yeah. Like I don't really know where to begin with that. Mm-hmm. It, but that's a great prediction. I like that. Jocelyn, prediction for the next episode.
0: Uh, I don't know. I think that it's moving quite nicely along, and um, yeah, it's
1: great. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up. That was a thumbs up. If you didn't see up. that, that was a thumbs up there from Jocelyn. Yeah, uh, Jocelyn, we are uh, all
0: audio medium
1: <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it though it was um, good I think for me I think um, the we're going to see the group starting to get formed and I think yeah I, like you said outlaws are happening the the fugitive mandalorians on the run with the baby a mando and a baby is on the run so I think yeah I think we're going to see an assembling of a crew I think we're going to see the purpose of the child like what where this child is going like what what the destiny or the fate of the child is and um, I still hold to my prediction that I think this is a one-way ticket for The Mandalorian. I don't see The Mandalorian living at the end of it. And whether that means they're going to stretch it into a couple seasons or whatever, but I just... I, I see The Mandalorian laying his life on the line here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So two little silly things that I... Because I like to creep on The Mandalorian Reddit like uh, thread. Um, so there's Barton user Reddit. Reddit user Barton Fink. Has this great little meme that's posted on there about this is the way after episode three, me and the boys. And they're all just saying this is the way, which I really enjoyed. And Levitated Shield also posted um, that scene at the very end where you see the jetpack is replaced by Baby Yoda merchandise. And then the line says, I got to get me one of those. (laughs) (laughs) So that's really good. Keep those memes coming, y'all. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, so yeah, I think that kind of wraps everything up.
0: Yeah, I think that wraps it up. So this has been Breaking
1: the Code. This is our episode for this podcast, it's called Breaking the Code, I love it. And uh, we're going to end it with my question, Mm -hmm. which is, how did they know that he was in trouble? This is the way. This is the way.